1: is the you're the second person back to back that tells me they're gonna be here at a certain time and arrive on fucking time like to the exact time you told that shit gets me going bro
2: listen i got the compliment when i came in i'm not an on time kind of guy but nick told me pull up i said five i'll be here at five On the spot, making it work. I got the
1: text at five. It's like, yo, I'm upstairs, bro. I was like, this (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker. I'm happy to be here. Yo, it's always good to see you, man. How you living? Likewise,
2: I'm good. Uh, moved to Queens and like. That's right, Queens boy, baby. Queens boy, Queens get the money. Um, yeah, new job, new crib. Like since we last spoke about, like you know, even on on the show, like we've seen each other in between. But we spoke about a year ago. I was on the pod with you, shooting shit, having a good time, and you know. Definitely made some moves since then. Definitely feeling a lot happier doing what I'm doing and traveling a lot more. But we'll, we'll get into that a little more.
1: Yeah, man. You are on the travels. I'm loving it. Uh, you you pulled up one time. We had some beers. You brought the Stone Cold IPAs, too. Yes, sir. And we were just boozing. So that was, that, fun. That was fun, man. Uh, you're, you're someone that I met. It's funny. We were talking about this before we started recording. We linked up for the first time during a World Cup. Yes, sir. And
2: now we got a World Cup coming up. In just a couple of months, man. A couple of months. Different, different kind of World Cup, too, just the timing of it. It's going to be really, really interesting.
1: Yo, so I know we were going to talk a little soccer and stuff. We'll get into a lot of NBA overreactions, some Mets talk also, baseball stuff. But with soccer, yo, I love the World Cup. I love international soccer. I think a lot of people do. It gets the average Joe tuned in also. But to me, it's such a prestigious event where, like, soccer, which is my first love, my forever love, it takes a national spotlight, too. It does. Where, like, every bar, every, like, your casuals are tuning into this. But has it lost a little luster... And spotlight because it's in November. Because it's usually a summer thing, right? It's the dog days of summer. Beer gardens. NBA finals have just ended. If you're into hockey, the Stanley Cup just ended. It's like the dog days of summer of baseball.
2: Exactly. And then it's like, yo, you got this World Cup shit going on or this Euro Cup it's it's you're right though it's like it's a summer staple so the fact that it's where it's at you know it's a, the thing with that too is still gonna be really hot like i know so that's gonna be a whole nother like you know variable we'll say to like who's gonna win who's gonna be most fit like that's gonna play a big factor into it they're just like all right let's move it from the summer because it's really hot here but at the same time still gonna be just so gonna be like, like north you know, of 90 degrees every literally weekend, so more. like gotta pay attention to those water breaks and all that but I don't think it has because people are really excited for it, and they're still going to be just as excited. It's just, you know, there's gonna they're going to be competing with other sports. Mm. It's like we mentioned. the foot It's going to be primetime football, people, like, making those pushes, the teams that are going to finish in the wild cards and, like, NBA starting up. Uh, you know, baseball will be just finished, but it will just be, like, post-World Series, like a few weeks after the World Series. So it's, like, it's definitely going to have a, an interesting, you know, factor as to, like, that zeal that it would have in the summer as opposed to the winter. But I think people would just be just as excited. Like you mentioned, even the casuals get excited for, for the World Cup.
1: Yeah, you also got college basketball, college football, college football. too, where teams got to play to be in the top four. I think what's working to its benefit is have you seen the time for the games? Uh, no, I haven't. It's 9,
2: 12, and 3 p.m. Eastern. Wow. So it's like oh, that's early enough. Thing. It's yeah. never going to. That might that might mess with some people just because with their, their work schedules and stuff. But I yeah. know people that are just like have it on in the background or like, you know, score center, regardless, whatever you're doing to look at it. It's going to be like, all right, I kind of love when there's an early baseball game because I'm just like, all right, one o'clock, cool. Like, I don't have to wait till seven for something yeah. like that. Or like, you know, today I think the, the Red Sox played for the Boston Marathon and it was an 11 o'clock game. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Sports is on at 11. Like, you don't really see that unless it's the weekend. Word. So, so it's different. yeah yeah, it's definitely different when
1: when i was working in the city for the last world cup with my pops there's uh this like little window where i put the ipad and i was streaming because we could catch wi-fi from the building so we had two uh, two ipads right finesse yo it gets even better bro this is the new york hustler in me (laughs) we would put the game on for like the people waiting for their order so the one ipad was like in the cart so like you couldn't grab it But we would have it through the window, and Mm -hmm. the game would be on, and then me and my pops would have it on our phone up top there. Okay. And it's like people are literally eating their breakfast sandwiches and their coffees, and they're watching there. And then they're like, oh, fuck, I got to get to work, man. They're like, it's like you're watching it right there. Because the games were starting at like, yeah, because the the last World Cup was in uh, Russia. Yes. Yeah, it was in Russia. And then the games were on around the same time, like that early, like 9, 12. It might have been the same layout. Yeah, it was a little earlier. So that first game, 9 o'clock, is prime when everyone's coming into the city. And bro, the amount of people that will come the next day and be like, man, you got to turn those games off because I'm coming into, late, into work late. <laughs> right, hey, man, we got to do what we got to do, you know? That's cool. But I love it, man, and I'm excited for it. You know, I know you're a soccer guy and you're a big Real Madrid fan. You're you're one of the case studies that I've told a lot of people about, bro, because you were never a soccer fan until no. you went over there. Exactly. Can you share that story again, bro? Because yeah. I love
2: it. It's one of my favorite things about you. Um. Yeah. So me and Nick Nick met one time. Shout out to Serge, put us in contact. Shout Surge out to Serge. Like, Yo, I want you to get on this pod. They want. They need a soccer guy. You know. I just know you studied abroad there. So long story short, I studied abroad in fall of 2013. Uh, huge into sports. I love it. So, like, I'm a Mets, Giants, Knicks guy. So, like, those are my three sports. Loved it. always thought, you know, soccer just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what it? It's, like, MLS or just, like, you know, the international soccer wasn't around too much. Or, like, I didn't know about, like, qualifiers and heroes right. and all this kind of, like, fun stuff until I did now. But I, need a, I needed my fix while I was out there. I'm just, like, damn. Like, I'm, like, 12 hours behind. It's, like, totally different. Like, what am I doing? Or, like, it might have been, like, six hours. But still, I'm now waking up at a certain time or like, you know, if I'm going out, I'm going to have fun at nightlife in Madrid. not just like, you know, the one game I remember I caught might have been like a D-Rose Bulls game, like when I was out there. But it was just like two in the morning, three in the morning. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, like, you know, like, what am I going to get out here? So Madrid it was the thing man you know and it's it's funny because i got there and i didn't know too much but i, I knew about cristiano and he of was course, out there yeah, yeah. so then people were just like yo you gotta choose are you gonna do atleti or you're gonna be real madrid and then just learning about that my first game was a derby they lost one zip to uh, atleti so i'm just like i went to a loss but then i went to another game i saw Bale had a hat trick so i'm just like yo this is cool like and then i just kept on with it and they won La Decima later that year so just i feel like that also helped it's just like Learning about that history, cause after the fact, like I'm such a huge fan now. I'm probably one of the bigger Real Madrid fans, you know. And they had a serious drought, like you know. So like, I'm not saying me going there was like a little glimmer of luck <laughs> or whatever happened. Run it with that, but like, <laughs> you know, like I learned about it after the fact. I'm just like, damn, they had some crazy teams mm-hmm. that never won, but then they finally won. And then from there on out, like they had nine when I got there in fall 2013. champs League, they yeah. got thirteen now. Yeah trying to go for 14, like still in the mix. So I'm just like, you know, then learning about Copa del Rey, which is like the regional tournament. And then, you know, just people getting injured when they go for qualifiers and stuff like that. So like having my gripes when Modric has to go and represent his team, I'm like, this guy's a little older, I don't want him out there. So like, Rao put me on to like the game, and then I just started Learning more about it. Played FIFA. FIFA lets you learn more about yeah. teams, players. And, you know, I'm just into it now. I, I know about it a lot more. And ended, ended up, we started a group chat that's just soccer-focused, and we talk about that shit every day. I w- I'm, I'm so surprised I'm still in the mix with that, because I did not like the sport, and now I love it. Yeah. I mean, bro,
1: that's beautiful. As someone who, my first love, like I mentioned before, soccer, uh, still follow it to this day. I don't watch the leagues as much. But I do, I don't miss no Champions League, nothing. No, you can't. And that's a way for me to keep tabs on all the leagues. It's like, oh, this guy's playing really well, right. yada, yada. And I watch all the qualifiers now. I don't miss those qualifiers, especially when it's like big games. You get like
2: a Portugal, Germany, exactly. like a Portugal, Italy, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, you had Italy that just had a crazy ass run and they missed the World Cup again. Like, you know, it's just like, and then Portugal was in it. You think it might be CR's last time. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to make sure I see all these or at least pay attention because yep. they got to make it, you know? Like, same with Argentina. I think they were on the cusp, and then they made it last minute. So, it's like, it could be the farewell tours for, like, Messi, Messi and CR. Ronaldo, like, yeah. it's, it's going to be huge. Yeah, man. You know, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. You brought up a good point about, like, the
1: qualifying, the players leaving and then getting hurt. That would happen to a lot of American dudes. And sometimes it would work the other way around, like, you know, they'd get hurt for their club team, and then they would miss, like, the three games that were important for, for the country. And then you're like, fuck, man. We're not going to have Pulisic or we're not going to have Reina. Yeah. I think that's a big factor heading into the World Cup because, to me, I think there are three teams ahead of everyone else. It's France, it's Brazil, and it's England. Yeah. And they're the three favorites also, so I'm not really giving you a hot take. Mm-hmm. But I think what's important with those three teams that separates them from everyone else is they got so much depth. And all these leagues are going to be, what,
2: three, four months
1: into their season? Yeah.
2: And all those players are playing on top flight clubs. And
1: they're playing Champions League. They're playing high minutes, like you said, for Man City, for Madrid, for Bayern Munich. Yep. And then before you know it, you're going on this break for the World Cup, which is also super fucking intense. Yes. And I think the biggest key... Like, I haven't made no bets yet. And I usually bet, like, a team to win the World Cup, like, a couple months out. Yo, it's going to come down to, like, week of. Because if, God forbid, uh, Messi or uh, a Neymar pull a hamstring, Vinicius, who's, dude, yeah. has anyone had a better fucking last 12 months than him? Right, MIP type shit. Some, some player of that caliber gets hurt. Those three countries that I mentioned, they have depth. We're like, yeah, it'll suck, but it's like, all right, France just grabs Griezmann off, or like they get like these guys like, yeah. uh Coleman from Bayern Munich. Like, all right, man, they got so much talent, but what happens to like your Croatias, your Serbias, who you know they're eleven is strong, mm-hmm. but after that, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing heading or into this. If you this pull world one though.
2: of them out, like, yeah, and you gotta think too, like, all right, you don't win the league in those matches, but sometimes you end up like losing like points that like cost you like a swing or like you know things like that and this is like sometimes you gotta think about too like players that are choosing you for the squad you gotta be in rhythm and playing at the top flight and like all right they don't want you on the squad if you're not featuring all the time if you're not that's fit. another thing so yeah. it's like that's gonna be really important too like is this guy playing enough like one player i'm thinking about enough gareth bill yeah you know like i don't think they've made the world cup or anything but he's in a, in a situation where He doesn't play on Real anymore. They bench him all the time. He comes on as a sub maybe once every month. So it's just like that's a situation where you got to think about it. Like, all right, do I really want this guy on my squad because he's not really playing a lot? But you end up saying yeah because he's the best player. Yeah. Like even if yeah, he's he's an exception because he
1: plays for a country that don't really have the same talent. Exactly. And. You know, we still don't know about Wales because they're in that play-in with, with Ukraine and uh, Scotland. Right. Because that's going to be the fourth team in the USA group. True. So that's something I'm definitely keeping my eye okay. on. Okay. Yeah, so they
2: need him to ball. They huh? need him, yeah. And he played, I think he played really well. That He had like a few goals in his last, you know, so like he kind of kept them in the mix. So yeah. you're right. He's like one of those players that it's just like they need him to ball no matter if he's featuring or not. Like, you know, but other teams similarly. I think Ramos is one of those. Like, he's obviously older now, hurt, but like he wasn't featuring as much they were just like yo yeah we know that you're a staple and you won euros a few times you won a world cup with us won an epic run we got the memories but i think your time is up and it's just like it's sad but it's a smart decision yeah
1: yeah and ultimately if the team starts winning like spain's another team that's gonna be really really stacked of yeah, course for sure um i'm excited for that man i can't wait but champions league bro Real madrid like surprise no I'm surprised. I don't think
2: I don't think people had them going listen, listen. We lost CR and it was supposed to be like a rebuild or whatnot, you know, like they started Florentino, which is our guy, he started signing the Viniciuses and the Rodrigo's and like, you know, making sure Benzema stays, making sure uh Modric stays on these like peculiar deals. So it's just like also they were renovating the stadium, so like mm. a lot of money was going towards that and, and the big thing still is like are they going to get Mbappe? He's not re-signing to PSG or whatnot. So that was, like, the main thing. They weren't thinking about are they are going to win Champs League. They think thinking about yeah. are you going to get Mbappe? Reloading, yeah. And it's just like, you know, Real's kind of one-dimensional in a sense where, shout out to Benzema, man. Give that dude the ballon d'or. At this point in time, you know, like, obviously he has to keep it up. And Yo, it's what a career
1: like, resurgence for him, though, too. Right, Again, literally. blackmailed from the the French team. Which, look, he did some fuck, fucked up it shit, too. It was some too. fucked up shit. And then from there... Going back to the French team. Yep. Balling out for them. Then just goes on a tear with Madrid, has exactly. him. Exactly.
2: And it's like everyone was just like, you know, Ronaldo limited him and stuff. Like, you know, look at the other way. They kind of helped each other out. He was more so like the striker that was diming him up. And it's just like, all right, he is not like top four and goal scored in UCL all the time because Ronaldo was holding him back. He's there because he was teammates with Ronaldo. And he took a little bit from him as well. But it's just like he became the one after CR left. And he ran with it. Like, he was so ready for it. And I don't think anyone was prepared for that. Or, like, you know, I feel like a lot of people were surprised. Obviously, some people that know the game pretty well because he gets all the love right now. Like, yo, if you love soccer, you love Karim Benzema. And I'm just like, it's true. Like, I see it more now so because before I didn't see it like that. You know, he was the BBC, Bill, Cristiano, and Benz. And it's like... He was the one that got the least love because, yeah. you know, Bale was the most expensive transfer yep. at one point. That's Ronaldo's I, Ronaldo. Ronaldo's Ronaldo. So it's just like, all right, he was third fiddle. And yeah. now he's the man. He might win Ballon. They're, we're 15 points up now in the league. So it's, it's like. It's basically yours. It's like, basically like. It'll be yeah. a
1: monumental collapse. Exactly. You know. Even like, yesterday, bro, my dad was watching that game, and they were playing Sevilla. Listen.
2: Crazy. I couldn't catch it and I got a little chat with my Madrid homies and it's just like they were like, damn, we down two zip and like we were talking about beforehand, like, yo, we could clinch today, like it could potentially be a clincher. And we down two zip and I'm like, fuck. But at the same time, we all know it's never over with yeah, Real. Yeah. Last week with Chelsea, it's yep. never over with Real. You know, like they just they have this, you know, like I bringing it back to a few minutes ago when I was like, they're kind of one dimensional that they depend on Benzema, but it's like they also have that dna that it's never die yeah at any point it's just like you got
1: guys that been through the
2: trenches exactly Mildred, man it's just cross. like just- they know the deal and they just like yo this is us this is how we win we're not gonna give up if you make one fuck up one mistake we're gonna capitalize boom and they do it all the time and it's just like at this point you know i, I stop you know not believing that they you know but ucl semis i was not gonna call yeah. this you know like we always make it to to you know the knockout stage and it's just like
1: and, and the draw too bro like you're playing psg and then you play the defending champs listen and now you're playing man yo
2: if they go on to win the the resume of who they beat mind you when they got psg they were supposed to get what of a team that was and they just like oh no they ran it back so then the road is psg chelsea city probably Liverpool, three of the best English clubs. Premier League is considered one of the best leagues, if yeah. not the best league in the world. If they do that shit, oh, yo, yeah. come yeah? on. Like, talk about, like, what the hell? No one expected that. Yeah. So it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm reveling in the moment, and I love it, and I love the team and the players, and it's just like I'm not even thinking about Mbappe right now because the story is like, all right, right here, right now, let's get this. Yeah. And it's totally within grasp absolutely man and Mbappe is like yo I
1: I talked about him a couple years ago we did this we did this show it was like the top 25 under 25 athletes in the world and like we eliminated the the like individual athlete so like if you were a tennis star or like a swimmer like we're like no we're talking about like team sports and we did like a draft and we we did like a ranking he was my number one fire and he was 20 at the time, I think 1920. Young boy. I was like, yo, if I could buy stock on any athlete right now to be like the one, it'd be him. He had just won the World Cup, just went to PSG. It's like, dude is so and fire. was a dog at the World Cup. Yeah. And man. I'm like, yo, right now it was it was him and the Giannis. were like the consensus, like the guys picked Giannis. I was like, yo, it's because you guys don't really like know soccer, and I get it. But you guys all know. Not a they bad all, pick. But they all know Mbappe. Right. And, yes. it's, and I'm like, yo, think about that. Like, you guys don't really know soccer mm-hmm. but or follow it, but you know this dude. And his, like, his, when he scores. Yeah, his, even the Monaco dance, years,
2: like, it's like, you saw it. It's just like, he had this, like, all right, he's different. 18, 17, 18, with Monaco just violating people, banging goals, and, and then going deep into the Champs League. Like, you go to the French team and you're like,
1: damn, we're not going to have Benzema because of this blackmail story. And it's like, Mbappe is there and he's running wild. And 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 Griezmann and all that, and it's like, yo, that guy. And yeah. So if he, oh, I think he ends up at Madrid.
2: I think so too. Um, fingers crossed. But like, I think you mentioned this on. I was listening to one of your, your shows recently. Might have been with Jarrell. Shout out to the homie Les. Um, not paying attention to like who's coming to my team and the rumors, buying into it because I've been burned so many times. Bro, like, we're Knicks fans. This person's coming. That person's coming. Yep. and Like. They got to hold up the kit. They got to hold up the jersey. That's
1: why I need to see this. Yeah, This is what I want to see. Exactly. With the last name on
2: it. So Mbappe, I need to see him kiss the badge. When he's kissing the badge at the presentation, I'm like, yeah, we got him.
1: How many times have we fallen for traps with the Knicks? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's endless. So until I see this, this pose right here. Exactly. Don't send me no rumors. Yep. I don't care if... His high school coach is on the scouting team. I don't give a fuck. I want to see that celebration with exactly. the jersey. And then after that, we can start He knows worldwide,
2: Wide West. Yeah, Le- yeah, Leon Rose, yeah. CAA.
1: He's a Kentucky guy. Got to hold it up. That LeBron shit, right? <sighs> all those
2: years, want to come to the Garden. Want to be wanna a I want to play Knick. in the Garden. You know, it's the best place to play. If I could play here all the time. One of many that just spurned us. <laughs> So over it. So over it. Yo, so we're recording this prior
1: to Game 2 for Toronto Sixers, Jazz Mavericks, Nuggets Warriors. So what I want to do here is I kind of want to touch on, like, the game ones for some of these matchups. Okay. And I'm not an overreaction guy, but these are going to be some, like, overreactions to game ones. There's, like, four series where kind of don't need to see anything else i'm kind of like man we're only just like getting these guys workouts in as far as continuing this series i I know in the past it used to be a five game series that was a little more interesting because like if you did pull an upset it's like all right now you just gotta win yeah you're a lot closer to the upset yeah where it's like like seven now it's it's hard for chicago right and Mm -hmm. open up with them like I feel like that was a game Chicago could have won Against Milwaukee Should have won They Came back Took the lead too At one point I couldn't believe How low scoring it was Because it was like 79-78 With like 4 minutes left In the 4th I'm like I thought March Madness ended. Like
3: March, also, <laughs> That was a March Madness so kind of score. It's so funny because that
2: reminds me of my homie Jordan. He, like, shits on college ball all the time. He's just like, the score is too low. Like, you know, I'd rather watch hoops. Got to bet the slug. unders, exactly. though. Bet the unders in the game. So Capitalize people, on when that. When people mention stuff like that with a score, it, like, reminds me of him. Shout out to the homie. But, yeah, it's like that was one for them to win. And, like, I, I got the Bucks running the back, honestly. So, like, seeing that, I was just like, damn, is this, like, a tune-up? Like, who isn't, you know, like – Who wasn't ready and it's like I think a few people missed some critical free throws for the Bulls and it's like I should have stole that. They definitely should have. But that's one of the few that I think it's like they're not getting out that series.
1: I came into the playoffs thinking that one was gonna be a sweep. And for as bad as Milwaukee played, like they had some bad turnovers too. And uh Middleton just like he was last year I kept I kept talking about it throughout the whole playoffs, like they just need Middleton and Drew to combine together to not shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Like, combined, you can't have those like 12 of 37s from the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, 11 of 40. I was looking at the box, and Middleton had a
2: terrible box score. So that's, an, I feel like that's the reason they struggle the most. In yeah. That
1: game. That's the thing. Cause like Giannis, Giannis at this point, he's almost just like bulletproof in the sense of, you know what. You know what you're getting from him. It's like 25, 10, and 6 is
2: a bad game for him. He had 11 rebounds through two quarters yesterday. He was dogging (laughs) him. He
1: ends with 16, right? And it's like you're looking at Middleton, 4 of 13. You're looking at Drew, 6 of 16. And it's like they got something out of Brook, which was nice. That was nice to see. And with Giannis, it's like you just know what to expect with him. It's like the other guys, you just got to, at worst, have a B-minus game. You can't be having, like, C- and D-plus kind of games. And that's how I felt watching it with Middleton. And Drew played a little better because Drew also gives it to you on the defensive side. Exactly. So it's like, all right, man, even if my shot's not falling, at least I know that defensively you're always going to bring it there. So that's why, like, between the two of them, I feel like Drew
2: means a little bit more. He does. Like, last year down the stretch, he was clutch. You know, like, Giannis was deferring to him. Giannis is the man, but he was deferring to, you know, Chris. And Chris came up clutch. Like, you know, he he's definitely got that in him. So people starting to doubt him less. So when he has these games, he's just like, all right, like, I know you do this sometimes, but, like, we need you to pull through because that's how we're going to win. And that's – you're right. That's what they need for them not to underperform, and they'll be good. And if you're, if you're Chicago, like, DeRozan shot
1: terribly – six of 25, Levine, six of 19. And then you're looking at that like, yo, you still almost stole that game. Yeah. And the fact that you didn't, it's like... Vooch had a great game. I was a little, like, a little surprised by that. Vooch, yeah. I just have a problem with how trigger happy he is from three. <laughs> I think he shot like nine or 10 threes. <laughs> he should not it's have like, doing that. Yeah. yeah, that's a little too much, yeah. man. It's a little too much at that point. But also, you know, they don't really have like a three-point shooter that's, yeah. that's money for them. But also, I don't want my big... Kind of yeah. like, yo, when I watch basketball and the big guy is the go-to scorer down the stretch, not that Vucevic is, but I'm talking about like one of the issues that I have with the Sixers is like when Embiid's my go-to scorer, kind of irks me.
2: I feel you. I need it to be a wing. I need it to be a guy that could create his own shot. Yeah, I think they're a little bit more elusive, and it's like they might get the calls and stuff like that. So I, I feel you in that sense. But Embiid is just... Yeah, so but rich. I
1: think it limits you offensively, it does. too. It does. It's like I throw it down low, back to the basket, where I was like, you know, I'm at the top of the key, or I'm on the wing. There's just so much shit that I could do. True. And there's a couple of series we'll get into in just a sec. But, you know, they win 93-86. And it's like... That was the game. It's always game ones. Like I know in, in, in the betting world, they always say, like, if you want to take the underdog to win the series, game one is the game they need to have. Like, over time, I think it's like 80% of the time, like, the winner of game ones in the first round goes on to win the series. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at, like, an, you're an underdog, and they were, like, plus 800 to win the series. So $100 wins you $800 if you took the Bulls. But, like, I had Milwaukee winning in four at worst in five. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be shocked if it goes six games. Yeah, I don't expect the six games.
2: I think the brooms are out in this one. I think the Bulls will get one game. Just maybe on one of those, like, Chris and and Drew need to tune up a little bit more. Like, Giannis is always locked. So, like, he's the staple. He's the lock every game, every series, I think. So, like, if they don't have those type of performances they did game one, they'll sweep. But... I think they're tuning up, and it's a good tune-up for them because it's like you can't have those against, like, both teams they might see in the second round, uh, Celtics or Nets. Yeah. Can't be fucking around with them. You cannot, Yeah. Yeah. How crazy was that game yesterday, bro? That was the most entertaining game I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I was like, you know, like, I'm a Knicks fan, so, like, I honestly just root against the Nets hard body because, you know, the fans. <laughs> but, yo, are you conflicted because like, they're going up against the Celtics? No. Nah? No. Okay. Not because of Boston, you know? Though uh, we don't hate Boston as much. Not as much. Like, yeah, yeah. I haven't hated Boston like that since Paul Pearson. He's been gone for a little while. Yeah. Because you know, he's the fucking dog of the Knicks. Nick killer. But, like, now I like Tatum. I like Brown. You know? Like, shout out to Mayo Doka. You know, I remember him when he was a player. He wasn't really shit. You now mm-hmm. he's... We created himself as a coach. And yeah. They were pretty trash. They kind of went on a second half run like we did last year, but even better. Because they got a better defense. And they got a, they got their identity. So like I like Tatum a lot. So seeing him even get that game winner, he probably doesn't get that a few years ago. You know, like maybe puts a little too much English on it and it rolls out, and that's when that game and they win the series just because they got that one first game. But what an exciting game! What a crazy ending! You know, it's it sucks because I love Kyrie, man. Like I think,
1: yo, even that was. But yo, you I know, had fun with it. I had fun with it. Like I just had a laugh at it. You know, I was like, telling I was telling my friends in my group chat, and I think I might have tweeted it out how at halftime when that video surfaced when the fan was like yo you suck he's like yo suck my dick yo (laughs) that was the reggie miller moment though yeah that if if they go on to win that game and if they won that series that would have been the moment where like yo remember uh spike lee to reggie yep and then reggie just went fucking bananas yep i hate that it happened to the knicks because that's such a like that's one of the craziest sports moments of all time but that would have been the Kyrie, Reggie Miller moment where the fans were talking mad shit throughout and then he just like stepped double clutch. You could
2: tell that bass. that they just got him going too though because it's like he's like, you know, I definitely have shitted on Kyrie a lot. I talk a lot of shit about him, but he's definitely one of the most skilled, if not the most skilled player I've seen dribble the ball, yeah. play ball. Like he's just so different. We were talking
1: about it with Jarrell. I, I asked him just, what the hell? <laughs> god <laughs> that's a first i'm like oh, whose phone is ringing <laughs> i look at my shit the fuck we were we were talking about it with Jarrell about how does home court like really matter and he was like yes and no and we were talking about like kyrie and durant guys of that level like lebron curry they don't give a fuck where they're playing nope at at this point in their careers they've been like he went through those Cavs-Warriors runs where they're playing game sixes and sevens in Golden State. Yes. Like, they don't care at this point. Like, the rant also. So, Kyrie, like, the booing, I don't think that that bothers guys like that. No. I think it fires them up. Yeah. It really fires them up. But there is, like, a, a certain line that gets crossed. And he was talking about it post-fight. It's, like, certain shit you can't, you can't say. Like, if you say, yo, you suck, or my favorite is, like, yo, he's with us when a guy misses a jump shot. Uh, like on the, and it's a road team. He yeah. He's like, yo, don't worry, yo, he's with us. Like, that's like a cool jab at him. But, like, when you start talking about people's families,
2: you start talking about people's wives. But he, kids. like, doubled down during the whole game. Like, he said that during halftime, probably. They got that sound bit. They got him hitting a shot, walking up the court, throwing it up. Yep. Him waiting on the inbounds, throwing two of them up behind his head. So it's just, like, super blatant, you know? So I'm just like, yo, this is like, I haven't seen something like this, but obviously who knows what they're yelling at him in right. Boston. So and they hate him for like stepping on on the logo, like, you know, like initially I got it because he was just like, yo, I'm gonna be in the garden forever when he first got traded there, dipped quick. Dipped real So quick. like that was the first strike against him. Second was definitely the rubbing on the logo, like, all right, like you know, he was saging the place at a certain point. So it's just like the history is there and it's just like you could just tell with that first game. Yeah, it was just I want all seven games. <laughs> yeah, man, I know. I know. And
1: also like in particular this game, like they were they were eating up Durant, man.
2: Yo. Like that first half, it looked That final play was you know like where was he what was Mm -hmm. he doing like all the memes and all that you know like which makes me think he's gonna go out for like 40 the
1: next game oh i'm betting the over on his whatever the points are he's going for 40 yeah i felt the same way so i'm glad that you mentioned that
2: yeah so like seeing that and like seeing that he wasn't as impactful as he normally is or like should have been and it's like it's also what was it they're missing one of their best defensive players robert williams who Mm -hmm. they're saying might come back at the end of the series which is going to be huge um, and you mentioned it too, having a seven-game series. I think this these first-round series are spread out like into May. So it's like if you have a game seven, it might be first week of May. And it's just like, damn, like someone that could come back from injury that late in the game and help them win is important. But my main point is Bruce Brown was like, yo, they don't got him. We could go in on They showed
1: all. the tweet up on the uh, And good for them. It's just like motivation
2: to the fan. It's just like it just has the juiciest storylines. And it's going to be one of those that – I hope it goes seven. And, you know, I wouldn't mind who, whoever wins that because it's just like you're going to earn that series because it's going to be a goodie. Yeah, you're going to get beaten up in that one. Because a lot of times, like when you're a top seed like that,
1: when you're a, a, a one, two seed, for the most part, you kind of get out of
2: there in five games. And then that's the good for bit. Like, let's, let's rewind. The Celtics took care of the job. They're at home. They're supposed to win that game. Yeah. yeah. Almost didn't. There was a lot of lead changes in the fourth quarter. They were up like 14 at a certain point. So, like, if they would have fumbled that, that would have been pretty bad. And that was off the strength of just Kyrie having a monster game. So, like, KD comes back with the Kyrie and the next game. It's like they could steal it, and they'll be in great shape. So, that's going to be so fun.
1: Yeah, my friend Josh, he's been on the pod a bunch. We were going to get on Xbox after the game. He's like, yo, game's over. I'm getting on Xbox. And my buddy Dunbar... He was like, "Yo, it's far from over, bro." It's far cuz when well, yo, well, you got guys like Kyrie and Durant. All you need is Kyrie to just go nuclear like he was going. Exactly. And then at that point, you just the game's tied, and then they have the lead. Yo, I also I tweeted this out, and I want to get your thoughts on this. People are holding out on Ben Simmons coming back and like how this he's like this Ooh. really big X factor. He is. He absolutely is. And this is one of the reasons why I hate social media because, like, you can't really express your thoughts in just, like, tweets because you're just reading a sentence. certain amount of characters. Or, But it's, like, it's not that he's not an impactful player. Yeah, he's all NBA defense. He's a facilitator. I get that. My thing was, and I tell my friends and I tell people, like, you got to limit your expectations on this. Dude hasn't played basketball in a year.
2: He just started scrimmaging with them, I believe, on Friday, the five on five. So the clip where he dunked and he's just like, Yo, get this. Yeah. It's like all right, people getting real excited over it. And I'm just like, you still don't know what he's gonna get from him, you know? Like
1: And it's also you're coming right back into a high level, high intensity kind of game.
2: He hasn't played since that series where he's just been a prisoner of the moment when he didn't take that dunk. Yeah. Didn't take that. Which is why
1: I think he said the yo take this. Cause it was like him dunking. Not so much that he was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but where I'm getting, where I'm getting to with Simmons is like, yo, I think we need to tamper expectations because dude hasn't played in a year. No, and you're putting him into this kind of series, into playoff basketball immediately. So like, yeah, is he gonna have an impact? I'm sure he will. But I also think like you can't just is that's not the same guy coming in. No. And you want him to what guard Jalen Brown and Tatum right off rip like oh, that's yo, you gonna to be
2: what he has to do is he has to be that defensive force like you know like let everything else come to him like he's a great passer he's a tall dude so it's like running up the court holding the ball but it's like Katie and Kyrie need the ball in their hands too so it's like what is he really gonna be on this team but if if he's that X factor defender that's gonna shut down a Jalen Brown or they gonna throw him on Tatum maybe and let. Kyrie and Durant just get a little bit more energy not not being that defenders that they need them to be mm. it's gonna be a big x factor for them I think it's supposedly due back game four yeah sure I agree I just think that like that's that's asking a lot
1: man for when you haven't played all year you haven't gotten no tune up and immediately you're going in there and I get it he's he's no longer the expectations for him have also lessened too. like you don't need him to be the guy mm-hmm. the main facilitator you got Kyrie you got Durant. It's like
2: slide in, but you also haven't played with these guys, too. Yeah. And that's that was a, huge. That's, that's, that was that's huge for, for what they were doing last year. It's like, all right, they got these three guys, and, you know, well, not even they got harder this year than they at the beginning of the year. So it's just like. No, nah, last year. They last got year? them last year. Yeah. So they had them last year, and they were never healthy enough that. I think they played when the playoffs started. I think they played like eight games together. Exactly. So it's like, you're right. I didn't even think about that too. He hasn't been able to gel with them. You gel in, and gelling in practice versus gel in a game is totally different. Like game situations, you got to be ready for that type of stuff. Yeah, I would agree. You have to temper expectations on Ben Simmons. He's going to be the X factor, but like he shouldn't be the X factor. That's
1: like, all That's all I was getting at. It's like, yo,
2: I just think it's,
1: it's asking a lot for a dude who, he's been on record saying that he's mentally fragile and he's had his issues with like mental health stuff and he gets attacked by the media and he has a lot of pressure on him too coming into this. And you just want him immediately to go into a playoff situation, high intensity? I think it's asking a lot. It is. That's all I was getting at. And I would feel the same way for like Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray coming back off the ACL and they're like, oh yeah, he might be back for the playoffs. It's like, man, that's asking a lot, yo. That's asking a lot.
2: Man. I wish he would play ball. I like Jamal Murray.
1: I want to talk about that series, too. Let's segue into that. Now, game game two will have come and went probably by the time you guys hear this. Or you might be hearing this as it's happening because it's, it's going to be tonight. Golden State is up one nothing. This is another one where I think I've seen enough. I don't need to see much more. I agree. It's just Jokic, for me, I would probably vote for him for MVP
2: i agree i think i would too
1: and i have a big issue with the nba and the nfl when they wait to give out their awards six to eight weeks after the season is done yeah because you know what's going to happen right if Embiid and Giannis go on this tear and they go to the conference finals
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: And then they're going to have the awards and they're going to give it to Jokic, who gets probably swept in the first a round. Lot of like,
2: this, a lot of this sports stuff has become narrative based, too. It's just absolutely. like, absolutely. So it's, it's just, all narrative based. Yeah.
1: So it's like, and you know, I think this started because of the NBA. I really think we never spoke about MVP 10 games into the season. No. You would kind of have it around All Star Break. We'd be like, oh, who is the first half MVP? And you'd give your takes. All right, who do you think could maybe catch him? Ah, this guy, this guy, that guy. Yeah what I think happened was during the 2010s, LeBron was so dominant. The Warriors were so dominant. You knew that one of them were going to go to the finals. Hell, four straight years they played each other in the finals. So what I think happened was NBA media, NBA Twitter, NBA pundits, analysts, all that sort of collectively without addressing
2: it it's a social media effect too because the listicles the lists, the rankings the ladders like all this stuff for all sports it's just like so, power rankings yeah
1: so it would become instead of like all right we know who's gonna make it to the finals like why do we even care all right let's talk about mvp everyone cares about that there's so many stars it's a star driven league so let's talk about russ durant's not there no more let's talk about Giannis. let's talk about Kawhi. let's talk about these guys and then you create these the Rosen's the MVP for the first two months, and then before you know it, is there's a whole subculture of just talking about MVP and Rookie yep. of the Year. And it's the same shit that's happened into the the NFL too. Yeah, People hockey. are giving. Out. I mean, I was jumping up and down for Justin Herbert after a month. I was like, "Oh shit, I he's the favorite. Let's get it." He's and then, still on the train. I see. The, I see oh the man, social. The, the train is going on for a decade, bro. And I see
2: it. I see it though. He has the lane, but but he'll get it. But like maybe on the year that you don't pick him. <laughs>
1: nah, I'll probably bet him he won't have the same odds though. I'll probably be like the favorite and that's when he'll win it. But that's that's what I think like NBA media became. So going back to Jokic, I think this series is done too. Yeah. I think Curry coming back pool has been balling the Listen, last Listen, one time. of those
2: lineups I wanted to bring up just cuz I saw it like someone else speaking on it. I think they had a uh, pool, Clay, Draymond uh It just looks crazy they have so many looks they're breaking down all the defenses any of them can hit a shot or like they don't need Draymond to hit the shot but he's going to hit the open pass and it's like i think they had mentioned they only played like eight minutes together with that one lineup but they looked ridiculous Mm. so it's just like i think drake drake threw like some bread on them to win it all not even toronto in there and you know those boys but they look crazy so i'm like all right like it's kind of cool to see them back together again because you thought like all right clay got hurt out for a while Curry got hurt end the year. It's like you know, are they ever gonna get to do it again? And they look phenomenal. And like like we mentioned with with the Bucks having having uh, the Bulls as a first round tune up, I think the Nuggets are a great first round tune up for them because it's like they get that series. Like I think that's a sweep. Curry coming back after
1: the injury. He came
2: off the bench yesterday, so it's just like I, and Poole is their X factor because he's just like playing his ass off. Yeah. Nah, man, that's a good point.
1: I didn't think about that being like a tune-up for them, and and that's exactly what you would want, especially Curry coming back off the injury, mm-hmm. and not so much being a hundred percent. And even Draymond too, like Draymond missed a lot of time this year, also. Yeah, and Clay still not like a hundred percent. He's, I mean, I don't know if he'll ever be a hundred percent, but he's still. Now you're in the playoffs. Like you didn't play playoff basketball for all Word. this time. Jokic, I think like. I want to say that this series, I think this series is over, but I think Denver could take one game because Jokic is gonna have a a forty fifteen and twelve. Like, yeah. he's gonna have one of those games, and
2: it's gonna be at home, and like that's always yeah. their like advantage. And like Morris like is gonna hit some threes, playing in the altitude. Like, exactly. So like maybe they steal a game like that, you know? But like it'll be a great tune-up for for the Warriors, even if they get the extra fifth game because it's just like all right, cool, let's get that extra game under our belt with us playing these certain lineups and people, and it's like. It, they're not going to do it off the strength of Jokic, even though he's had a phenomenal year, phenomenal two years in a row. Like, probably the probably the best center in the league, and that's saying something with, yeah. with Embiid being who he is. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't want like you mentioned. I don't want anyone to discredit Jokic because it's like they're going to give the award out after the fact, and they're going to be know, like, man, but "Well, they are. two two years in a row, he won MVP, and he left in the first round." It's a regular season award. Yeah. It's not about the playoffs. I
1: know, but you already know, like, Stephen A. is going to have a segment on it. <sighs> like, everyone's going to just have, like, I can't believe we gave it. It was Giannis all along and shit like that. But, you know, an, another guy, like, Michael Porter Jr., after game one, was like, I think I'm going to come back in the series. It's like, bro, you haven't played in four months. He's not coming back. I think they ruled both of them out. I would hope so. Because it's just, it's asking a lot. Man. They're
2: good young players, so it's like, yeah, I would hope so, too, because... If you have all three of them, they could, you know, last year they made noise. They made some crazy and noise. And
1: also, like, reporter in, in particular, like, dude's had this back injury since coming out of college. Yeah. It's a third, third, not, I don't know if it's surgery, but, like, third time he's missed time in the last, like, four years because of his back.
2: And he got the bag.
1: Yeah. I mean, good for him, <laughs> yeah. but Denver, was, that was, like, whoa.
2: Bold. Hell
1: yeah. Hell Sheesh. yeah. You know, it's funny, man. Yeah. People get on the NFL for their contracts not being guaranteed. But it's the only league where you could go worst to first in one offseason. Because of the luxury of cutting ties with certain contracts. I know it sucks. It's awful. And I'm pro player. Yep, same. But if I'm playing devil's advocate and I'm looking from a business and organization standpoint, it's like, yo, you're stuck with these contracts. Yep. Whereas in the NFL, you give a guy $100 million. 60 of it is guaranteed, you could cut ties with him after two years. If it's if he's not a $100 million kind of player,
2: I know it It sucks. It's whack. You know who's top of mind right now? Joe Kim Noah just came off the books. Come on, man. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, He just had to eat it. Yeah. It, 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 you're right. It, it is definitely one of the things with the NFL that it's like super pro player as well. But they do have the luxury to be like, all right. When they sign you to that deal, you get this much guaranteed. You make this much every year, but we could cut you when we want. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right. Sometimes they eat it. They're like, all right.
1: Yeah, bro. Fuck it. Sometimes teams are just like, yo, you know. And also, that, like, that's that's how I would be if I ran a team. Harsh you're, reality. You're a
2: businessman, and you got to do what you got to do. Like, you know, sometimes you got to understand why they do what they do, even if you're pro player. Because it's like, especially when you're speaking about it so often, you're just like, all right, like why do they do this and like how do we speak about it and it's understandable is it foul most cases definitely but it makes sense bro I'd be the worst GM in all of sports you (laughs) drop
1: a pass you drop a pass on third down third and like four and we lose the game because of that or you get burned like on a hail mary before (laughs) halftime i'd be like yeah yeah yeah, just give me your stuff now we're not doing this hilarious leaving guys in san francisco coming back to new york like no we're not i'd be all about
0: stay here (laughs) yeah they would have
1: picket sense picket fence uh picket signs outside of my office like yo we need this guy canceled we need him fired like for sure but you know fuck that jokes can't can't have it man short fuse short fuse when it comes to that uh utah dallas That's also going to be tonight. What do you think of that? No Luca, man.
2: That's one of my favorite series because I think Luca comes back in time to help them win the series because I just don't think the Jazz are about it. They almost lost that game. I know. And it's like, you got to, I mean, what I'm thinking about, and it's only because it's in the media rumors. It's like, all right, Donovan Mitchell, dad's, you know, works with the Mets, front office, New York guy. They're like, yo, he's gonna nah, come to Jay, New York. Nah, we're not falling for that, Obviously, bro. Obviously, the- but still, it's just like you see it, and it's just like <laughs> you, get suckered in. you get suckered into it, and you're just like, ah, oh, maybe like I think Worldwide West was at the game and stuff, so they're just like, that's how all the narratives start mm-hmm. up and whatever. And he's already frustrated. I feel like him and Gobert just don't bang, and they're just gonna have to make a very big decision on which of those two they want to keep. And they just signed Gobert to that monster deal. Yeah, so it's just like if they so happen to lose in the first round to a team without Luca the, with the in, within the first two games they got to blow that shit up yeah because it's very possible and it's like they had a lot of games down the stretch where they fumbled like that so it's like in their DNA you know like i know they made a deep run last year and it looked pretty impressive but I, they're just not the ones to me
1: nah i'm so i'm so done with utah just to me they're like the they're like the cowboys <laughs> very nice in the regular season they finish as a top seed like they did a couple years ago yeah they they have impressive performances like oh they you know they beat the warriors by a phenomenal
2: or, regular season team
1: and then come playoff time pfft. every time and it ain't even bro i was talking about the first round bounce dance for the cowboys from like halloween i was like yo, whoever they play in the first round we're taking against them. them the patriots and the cardinals and all three of them lost in the first round <laughs> i was like yo just just don't see it. And it's not even like... You can't even call me a hater or a cowboy hater. Like, yeah, I love the Giants, but was I wrong? It's no. the same shit we've seen yeah, all the time. Like, no wonder why Tom Brady came back. You're looking at the NFC, you're like... That's true. Who, who am I afraid of? The Rams? Yeah, I'm afraid of the Rams. I get it. They've lost a bunch of players. They got some guys also. But it's hard to repeat. It is. Green Bay is not the same team. The only other team that you're looking at is like Dallas. Come January, they that's are.
2: exactly who I want to play. Utah is definitely within that same, like, cut from the same cloth. Great regular season team. Playoffs, not that great. Have some phenomenal talents on their team that are just, like, faces of the league, kind of, you know? Like, Donovan Mitchell has become that. Go Bears, definitely. He's the face of the league, kind of for the wrong reasons, because it's like some people like him, some don't. Yeah. A lot of people that don't like him, they just make it a priority to, like, just shit on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like— I'm one of those people, too. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I just
1: have, I have an issue with my center making that kind of money and being so one-dimensional. Like, yeah, you're all-worldly defensively. But I've also seen you being drawn out by, like, Zubac in the playoffs, and then they're just exposing you also. So I don't like those one-dimensional kind of... Yeah.
2: I feel like the playoffs, his contract, he has to average, like, 20 boards, and it's like, no one really does that. Like, but
1: But also, it's not even the boards. It's like, yo, defensively, yeah, he's a presence, but come playoff
2: time when teams have like Yeah, they need need him to score like more than 10 points, 12 points. And like that's what he's going to give you, like 10, 12 points. And when a team is game planning for you for a whole week,
1: they exploit him every single time. It's just like, yo.
2: And I feel like he's even mentioned that, like how he gets frustrated that he doesn't get the ball. And I think that's a little friction between him and Mitchell. I think there was a stat that, there was only like a certain amount of passes between them in a the game. And it's just like, yo, those are your two best players. And it's like, that doesn't work. And they still win games or they still have great records, which is just like, yeah, why doesn't it work? Or like, you know, things of that nature. But like, they need, I think they need this game. They need to go up two zip because if Luka comes back, in the third game, and he just turns up. Because he had one of the better second halves out of anybody. He like Oh, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. After, like, January, he was just, like, on another level. And it's, like, that's who everyone was expecting him to be for the last two years when they were, like, yo, he's going to win MVP. Right. And then January came off, and he just took off. And I was just, like, oh, damn. Like, you know? So, like, I kind of I, I chose the Mavs, like, to win this series just on the fact that I think Luka will come back, and it'll be enough for them to, to win. Especially because of seven games we mentioned. If it was a five-gamer, yeah. maybe it would have been, like, all right, let's think about this a little bit differently. But if they steal a game like how they almost stole game one, I'm just saying it's curtains for Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna end ugly in Utah.
1: If not this series, the the next one. I mean right. they're gonna play they're gonna play the Suns probably. Yeah. It's Juggernaut, bro.
2: That's a buzzsaw.
1: That that series is over too, right? Yeah. As the Polygans? Yeah yeah i don't want to spend too much time on that one I don't, think, just, I don't think we even have to speak on yeah we don't what it about, was cool
2: to see chris paul he like you know like he went off last he night, went bananas. you know like he was just like awesome like this is uh, i'm me i'm him and it's just like all right like i like making jokes about him because he always just gets to the end and just doesn't do it i call him cp feeb it's a little joke between me and my homies but uh i think they got a great shot to just get there and do it because they have everything. They did it in the regular season. They show they could do it in the last playoffs. So it's just like I think it's another great tune up for them as well that yeah they're playing the Pelicans. The Pelicans have no shot. Yeah. So
1: the thing that I like about the Suns and in the beginning of the year, I remember I made a big point of people were trying to find the surprise team this year to like make a run. And I was you know, my, my preseason prediction was I'm pretty sure it was Buck Suns to go back, right? Agreed. It's also the favorite now to be yeah. the finals. And the thing about the Suns is it's hard for you to go back to the finals. So hard. Hard to repeat. Like, And especially when you bring back everyone, it's like, all right, is there the same drive? Sometimes I'm not a fan of that. Like when the Bucks brought everyone back after they won the Super Bowl, it's like, yeah, it sounds good on paper. But sometimes, and talking to Will when I was doing the pot with him, it's like, nah, you need to bring in those guys. Like what the Rams did. They brought in Allen Robinson. Rams,
2: now, Rams did some shit yeah
1: and I don't know how they just find this money it's like how how do you just sign these guys all the time but what you do is you bring fresh blood into the locker room because they're going to be motivated so they'll pick up Cooper Cup right when like Cup maybe I'm this is all hypothetical but maybe Cup is like BSing in practice or he's like ah you know I got my ring Allen Robinson's like nah man like I want one too so yeah. like then Cup gets fired up he's like alright we got some fresh blood Motivation. let's one for him right like von miller got traded there it's like all right yo we want to win one for aaron donald let's win one for von also so there's like motivation and shit but with this team the thing that i loved is that they brought everyone back but all the guys were young too and you yep. have the grizzled vet in cp3 exactly. where it's not you're bringing back all these guys like the celtics tried to do it when they won their, that that title mm-hmm. and then they go to the finals but they they held on to that core a little too long it's like they did it's hard for you to Go back and be successful when you got all heads on your team. I feel like you need young blood. And if you do bring back everyone, having young guys. Is it's like, true. And a
2: lot of those young guys got even better. Like Cam Johnson became a thing. Like Mikael Bridges. Bridges, is like, yeah, man. He's an Iron Man right now, hasn't missed a game. And he's like defensive stopper, like great guy. Aiden's he's, gotten he's so a, much better. Aiden had a great first yeah, game. Yeah, he's a
1: finalist so for uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Bridges. He
2: should get that probably.
1: Yeah, and and like with Aiton, you know, you still have the contract lumen, so you know he's going to be balling out, so he could get paid whether it's from the Suns or someone else. But yeah. this team, man, I think, I think they lose two games until the finals. Yeah, like I think they just steamroll, kind of like they win this in four. Next series, Jazz or Dallas would be interesting.
2: I think Dallas would be a better matchup for them.
1: Yeah, but with with the Jazz, they beat them in five. Like and then and then if they play whoever they play probably golden state i would say they end up playing it's like that'll be fun but i also think they handled them there too
2: yeah most likely i think the same
1: what about the other one eight matchup hawks and the heat i was kind of surprised by that man i feel like the hawks are a scrappy bunch they're they're not worried about where they play but they just got their shit punched by yeah the heat.
2: i think it's a testament to spolstra i think spolstra was just like very prepared he's always really prepared and he's just like Trey had eight points like they're not going to win if he, their best player scores eight points. And it's just like he's the guy that's built for the hostile environments, feeds off the crowd screaming at him and all that. You know, like he had a great plan with those two games. And it's like they weren't supposed to win some of those games. They should probably should have lost to the Cavs and off the strength of him. Yeah, they're there. Um, so I'm not expecting him to have a performance like that again, unless they just like kind of game plan around that again. Um, but I think that one's done, too. Yeah, yeah. Miami,
1: man, the sleeping giant, I think. I feel like not enough people are, even as a one seed, like I've been high on Miami all year. I just love the culture, the heat culture. I know sometimes it's a little cringe
2: with how much they run into the ground. Yeah, but super cringe to me. I don't like the heat. <laughs> I think it's because one of my homies is a huge heat fan. And he's just like the super antagonizer, like the villain of our group chats. Shout out to Justin. Hello, I, got, I got a friend like that, too, who's a heat fan but they're good no they're good
1: yeah and they're and they're deep too right like they played they played one two three four five six duncan seven. robinson had a crazy game they played 12 guys in that playoff game man damn you don't really do that and no. I, you know a they'll couple, shorten that up yeah like three of them got five minutes but you know they all scored points like you know duncan went crazy hero off the bench vincent
2: hero's good man yeah I think that's that's one of those where they're just going to, like we mentioned, there's a few crazy series that Michael 7 is going to beat, but then there's a few that's just like, all right, cakewalk, tune up, get ready.
1: You know who the key is for them, right? Come playoff time. Who's that? Tucker. Yeah. Yo, that guy, man, I'll never forget when he was with the Rockets and they were going on those runs and they run into the Warriors, him just like catching rebounds over boogie- Green and Durant,
2: the Rockets, and being were like, like the only big guy, and a then he few don't games them. some like taking one of those series with with the Warriors. So it's like he was definitely one of those players. So it's like he was on the Bucks last year. Yep, really, really important player for them. So you're right. Um, he doesn't really have that. Like, all right, he's gonna score a lot that game. Or like, I think he had like 16 points, which he is did. a lot for him. And, and you know, if you're getting that from him consistently, or like if he's hitting a couple threes, it's just like people got to respect him a little bit more. And like. He's the vet that you're just like, all right, he's going to gas people up like, yo, heat culture, or like, yo, we're going to win. Mm-hmm. Or, so I think it'll be pretty cool if it's like Bucks versus them, and it's, that's going to be like a dogfight. It's going to be a real yeah. test to like... I think the, the Bucks would repeat if they get through like the heat, because it's, it's going to be a real real tough battle with them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the only... Time they could play each other is in the Eastern Conference Finals. And mm-hmm. it's the last two reps that went to the finals for the East. True. And they both at some point had to run into each other. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a fun matchup. But I think Miami has, you kind of move on to the next round.
2: Yeah. Uh, I feel you on that. Because, like, I mean, we could pivot into that series. It's like, I think they'll definitely be either the Sixers or, you know, the Raptors.
1: I came into the playoffs wanting to pick the Raptors to pull the upset. And then after game one, they get slapped around. But also, they they lost a lot of guys to so like injuries.
2: Yeah. I think you spoke about it, too. It's just like everyone started saying, all oh, the Raptors are going to do it. And then that's kind of like, all right, let me just like Bro, take a step back. Bro, it's concerning when like, everyone's know. on that. You know what team got
1: the most action to win the World Series this year?
2: The Mets. The
1: Mets. Fuck. <laughs> I don't like hearing that. You know? I don't yeah. like hearing that at all. But that's how it was with the Raptors. Everyone's like upset pick. Because, look technically the nets are an underdog to the celtics but like if the nets beat the celtics no one's like oh my god how'd that happen so to me that's not an underdog right because that's basically it was a pick 'em as far as who's gonna win that series now it's changed obviously because the celtics won game one but like the raptors was a real upset and then it became so popular that it was everyone's trendy upset pick in the first round. i'm like all right they're probably gonna get this shit Punch and I didn't
2: think about that either because I had the Raptors and, like, I still have some hope for them because it's like with some of those series, that's one of those where I don't want to pick one yet because, like, the Sixers just had a crazy first game. Mm. It's like Maxi's not going to give you 40 every game. Yeah. You know, like, I think Harden's the biggest fraud in the playoffs, so, like, he has to show up. Um, and Embiid's just not going to carry that team in the playoffs. He could do it in a regular season, but, like, he's going to need Maxi to chip in. He's going to need Harden to do what he's doing. And Harden hasn't really showed up, you know, like, even since he's gotten traded there. Um, you know, I know you spoke with Jarrell last, last week on some like, yo, when the Nets destroyed them, it's like, I think it hurt his confidence and his ego. And it's like, just waiting for him to appear again. It's, we call that soul
1: snatching. <laughs> Kyrie just violated. Let's look, look. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in game two. Cause yeah. Also another thing in the playoffs, one thing to to monitor, like from a betting perspective, it's called, it's called the zigzag theory, mm-hmm. right? So it's like when a team loses and they, like, get blown out, like they did, they lost by 20, right? The next game, it tends to be a lot closer. Right. So, like, I would probably take the Raptors tonight plus seven and a half is the line right now. Like, I think it's Damn. a tighter game. Is
2: Barnes out for that game? Because that would be the
1: worst loss for them. He's doubtful.
2: Mm, yeah. So
1: that, that's, that's rough. But yeah. OG, when he steps in, for Barnes this year, he's averaging twenty three a game.
2: That's a great player.
1: So, yeah, it sucks because Barnes. I feel like Barnes should be Rookie of the Year. I don't think he wins it, but what he did for them all year, both sides, and he had to, right? Had like, to. yeah, n- not a lot of people thought Toronto was gonna be this good. So, factoring that in, because like usually Rookie of the Year, it's more like a stat driven award. Mm-hmm. But to me, that kind of as a deciding factor when i have guys that are kind of close because like mobley missed time right cade missed time to start the year Mm -hmm. so when you balance all that out i'm like yo barnes was there all year they needed him yeah i would probably give him the edge so yeah him being out is going to be super key but i think the raptors keep it close game two if they can steal game two that's going to be fun because exactly you know thighball can't play in canada huge and that's huge for the sixers so that's going to be
2: something to definitely monitor. And I'm excited yeah. to to watch this game in, in a couple of minutes. Actually Sixers six has got to win that to, as in some like, you know, taking care of business at home kind of thing. Because it's like if you lose a game at home and it's like they don't got Scotty or like, you know, they let them rest for a game and let them come back in Toronto where you don't got that And that's a little change defensive they, armor. They kind of got a
1: good home court advantage, too. Like the Nick, fans are. Nick
2: Nurse is a hell of a coach. Yeah, man. So it's Nurse like the truth. And, and Doc kind of just like shits the bed occasionally. So it's like I feel like Maxie help, helped him out huge in that first game. So it's like is Maxie going to keep doing that? Is is Nurse going to game plan for Maxie a little bit more? Let Harden show his true colors and see if Harden has a, has a little breakout. So I think he'll game plan for him. That's going to be an interesting one. The last series that we haven't touched on is Minnesota
1: and Memphis. I'll be honest, it surprised me.
2: Probably one of the more exciting ones, too, because it's just, like, I feel like everyone was on Memphis. I definitely was on Memphis, too, on some, like, you know, like, and it's just, like we mentioned, narratives. Like, they, they, they locked up that spot, and Pat Bev's jumping on tables like Kobe. And it's just, <laughs> like, so it's just, like, you know. But then, like, you take a step back, and it's kind of, like, all right, like, who has one of the most talented players in, in the whole thing? It's probably Kat. So, like, he had a terrible playing game, but I think he was just kind of doing too much. And then his team just kind of put the team on the back, blessed him. But Ant Edwards, man, like, Mm -hmm. not that I doubted him or or anything, but he just, like, showed up a lot faster than I thought he would have. Because he had a crazy game. He's had a hell of a season. And it's just, like, his persona is amazing for the league. So, like, he's going to be around for a while doing the do. Um but it was all in on Memphis. It was all John ja Morant. It was all like, you know, Desmond Bain for most improved and like Jaron Jackson leading the league in blocks. So it's like they got that young core, exciting core. Um, I don't know if you caught that clip, but Ja tweeted something from the last dance today. I saw it. That it was hilarious. Oh, am just yeah. like, yo, that's going to be one that you just really got to tune into. So it's like, and they got their backs against the wall. They, they got to win that because, you know. Oh, you can't go down 2 0 going back into Minnesota. Exactly. For sure. Shout out to my boy A-Rod. He changed the culture out there.
1: Yeah, he is. That's right. That's right, man. And look, they got a lot of, I mean, Edwards, Edwards is fascinating because one of my friends, Combo, he's been on the show a couple of times. He loves Edwards. He's like, yo, that dude's going to win the MVP within the next four years. Like, he's- He's he's, dirty. He's nasty. And I like that, like him, Maxi, not that I'm comparing the two as far as like stardom, but I like when you're a young guy and you make your playoff debut and- that shit don't matter to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just another day in the office. You drop 36. True. Maxi drops 38. Like, the moment wasn't
2: too big for him. Pool drop. you know, like, right. Those, are, those are some of those players, like, all right, cool. The league's in good hands. They got these young guys that it's just like, I'm here. So, I'm excited for this one. I don't,
1: I'm still not counting out Memphis. Um, I still think Memphis does the thing. I do, too. Like, I'm not overreacting. That's the only loss. That's the only team that lost in the first round that I would still probably bet on. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else that lost, I'm kind of like, and the Nets. I say N- the Nets and Memphis are the only two teams that lost a game in the in the first round so far that we've been talking about. Mavs. I don't know about Luca, man. I don't yeah, feel like he, he has to come. back. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, dude, when when the odds came out for that series, it was basically a pick 'em on who's gonna win. And then when they announced them out for Game One. Jazz are like minus
2: 300. Yeah, he's out game two already, too. So uh, they did show him getting some like shots up. So, like, he's making progress. But at the same time, are you going to risk your franchise, your future, like with this calf injury? Like- Yo,
1: think about And there's a cool way to, I mean, not cool because we're going to talk about someone getting hurt, but there's a fascinating way to discuss Kawhi Leonard, man. Yo, think about Kawhi, right? Kawhi gets hurt last year in the playoffs, then misses the playoffs this year because they didn't make the playoffs because he was out. So basically, Kawhi with one injury missed two playoff runs. Yes. Yeah, he played in the playoffs last year, but he got hurt in the playoffs towards ACL. Mm-hmm. So then they crash and burn because they didn't have Kawhi. And then he misses all of this year and the playoffs this year. So when you get hurt, Odell in the Super Bowl, he ain't gonna be back till like November, bro. Yeah. If that. If that. that's best case scenario. And then it's a confidence thing, it's a mental thing. Oh shit! This is the second time that I blow out my knee. If I'm Odell Kawhi, this is a, the second time I have some knee problems. So before you know it, you've missed a bunch of time. Clay Thompson, Durant, when they miss, when they get hurt, when you get hurt this late in the year, it's devastating. It's Devastating
2: bro. and it kills your team. And then no it gets
1: always and... whack because you could turn around and be like. You know, one one conversation I have sometimes with friends is, like, when you take someone in fantasy, right? Like, you take someone in the first round and they get hurt week one or two. It's like, damn, yo, I lost him for the year. But then it's even worse if you take him in the preseason and he gets hurt, right? But it's like, all right, so what's the difference? Like, this guy's still going to miss the year, but... You lost he, that value. But you lost him before the season started, but then you lost him week one also. So, like, in <laughs> the end, at the end, you still lose him regardless. Yeah. But it's like a mental thing. It's like... Damn, yo, if I take this guy or I bet this guy or even, you know, I just signed this new free agent. My team just got this new free agent and they're out before the season even starts. It's like, fuck, as opposed to he could get her in the opening series in baseball. Like, dude, the Mets I'm fucking I'm getting super pumped about the Mets. I'm excited. I'm like, all right. I don't like that. All the odds are in their favor. Like yeah. everyone's betting on them. They're the trendy pick. Their odds went from like 20 to one to 11 to I one. I blame that on Uncle Steve. Yeah, he's chatting it up. He's spending the money, and then I'm on the, I'm on the elliptical at the gym. I just finished reading some uh, some article. J- Jeff Passan did like his MLB preview. Yep. And then I look up the Grom's out for a month, and I'm like, ah, I was like, you know what? Fuck this, man. Look, yeah. dude, look what I keep my notes in. <laughs> I saw that. I called that on camera. You know what I'm like saying? I like, like I love that. Th- this
2: is the layout of the show, all the bullet points.
1: And <laughs> I'm like, yo, you know what? I can't even get behind it. Like, there's just certain teams that are just fucking snake bit
2: baby. yeah and it's like the thing with my fans too like you have a hot start i feel like we could just, just talk about them a little bit now they're definitely one of the better teams in the, and mm-hmm. now we're only like a weekend um the starting rotation is ridiculous even without the ground which has impressed me it's like tyler mcgill uh doug peterson had to come in uh and you know do what he's doing it's like scherzer's the worst starter first right now which is like exactly how you wrote it up right yeah but <laughs> crazy like we get this guy he's definitely infectious um I see when the guys come out uh and they're in the in the dugout they're just like you see the starters talking to each other and they're like reviewing what they did And I'm just like all right I didn't see this in past teams and like Lindor's off to a hot start um you know they got a few guys like Marcana, uh and just like different pieces that are just like all right this is a team starting Marte should have had that guy he's awesome he's a beast Eduardo Escobar another guy man in the hot corner third base has been a pretty shitty position for the Mets in a while so I like what they did with the team to make us like a team and not just like yo Lindor carry us yo Pete carry us mm. so it's like I see why a lot of people are hot on them and they're in on them to do that I'll admit it I kind of bet them too I'm just like yo if this is this might be the year if any you know but like I'm so pro betting your team to win I don't do it up. either, but it's like it became legal in New York, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah. what's 100 bucks going to do for me later that, you know, like if it cashes out, I'm just like, well, we won, and I'm going to hit on this. So it's Word. like that'll be the first time that ever happens to me because I'm not a huge gambling guy either. Like I might hit a few times on FanDuel or whatnot, but I was just like, let me do it. Like, you know, like I kind of like these odds yeah. or whatever, like learning the game, listening to you, and getting put on game with Vets Minimum. Um, but, yeah, I just like where we're at right now. Um, you know, like I feel like – they could have, they lost two games last week that were just, like, some blunders where I think, like, the bullpen either underperformed. Um, the short spring training kind of fucked with everyone's, like, you know, like, because there was some bullpen stuff. And I think that's the weakness. And it gets me so mad because year over year, they just, like, never pay attention to the bullpen. They just never upgrade it. They're just like, all right, you know, like, and that's something maybe they could do at the deadline. Um, but they got to shore that up because I love the lineup. We got the the DH now, so it's like there's numbers that support. Pete is having his better numbers when he's a DH. Let Donald Smith play first base because he's a little bit better defender there. Um, Lindor got three home runs through the first week. He didn't hit three till like May 15th yeah. last year. So it's It was like, rough for him last year. Different things are like coming through that it's just like, all right, I like this team and the makeup, and it's just like – the NL East is going to be a bloodbath mm-hmm. because it's just like the Braves are the champs. They're going to be strong. The Phillies have a crazy lineup. They're going to be strong all the time. Um, Marlins are playing tough. Through the through one week, they, they're beating the Braves and the Phillies. And it's just like, okay, word, I see you. Mm. Um, and the Nationals, you know, I think that's going to be the team that they beat up more on than the Marlins this year. But they got Juan Soto. That kid is just ridiculous. Um, but the Mets, man. I see why people are picking them as a favorites because it's just like, they should be amongst them, but are they going to win? I know I placed that bet. It's just like such a long season. It is. Yeah. and no I know who down. gets hurt. Like who are they going to add? But like, this is, would you not agree with me? The most competent the Mets have been in a long time. Oh yeah. But I think it also starts from the
1: top. That's why like that just goes across like any sport, you know, like the way you got to have good ownership And then you got to find someone to run the team, a GM, a president, the right way, (laughs) no matter what the sport is. And then from there, you hire a manager or a coach, and then that's it. And then when you're looking at it from like an NBA perspective, it's like, all right, let's find a superstar we could build around. NFL perspective, let's find a quarterback we could build around. In baseball, it's like, all right, you want to have your ace, and then you want to have a nice bat also, like a superstar on the field too. And then from there, you just go, and then you build around them. But, like, when you're incompetent at the top,
2: how can you expect the team to be good? And that's just what we're used to, like, for a while now because it's just been like that with the willpons and, like, who they've hired and what they've prioritized, like, Steve Cohen's changed the trajectory of this franchise, like also got overnight. Bread, too Just got that like bread. He's blank the, one of the richest owners in he's all world. sports. He's there for the us for emotional
1: support. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, Just man. Making it rain. You tweet
2: at him, he'll probably look at your shit. You <laughs> going like it. He might reply to it. So he's listening.
1: Hey, I want to ask you one thing, man, because like everyone knows on the show, we don't really tap into too much baseball, but I like talking about like major storylines. And and Kershaw last week has the perfect game, and they pulled you know, right six outs away. And I was. Uh, I put out a tweet of like, "Hey man, I remember watching the whole Johan game when he threw the no hitter, and then like his career was over." After yeah, that.
2: <laughs> I think we were on the same page when you brought up. We might speak about this. Awesome, like he, he, I understand why Dave Roberts would do that. Or yeah, like, so
1: I'm asking you, like, how do you feel about him being pulled in a scenario where you can have an iconic game like that?
2: At first, I was like, I'm understanding why he did it, you know, like, and and I spoke about it amongst a few people, like, I have my own fantasy baseball league, so people were just, like, chattering about it, like, well, in in most cases, when a perfect game or no hitters going on, most times, no one says it, they're just like, yo, throw the Dodgers game on. Or yo, throw the Met game on, something's happening. So it's just like, all right, don't be the one that meant just like, yo, he's like perfect through five. Yeah. Like, yo, shut up. You I know, mean, gonna you turn happen. It on, it's like, hold so on. So it's like, like has- I remember that day because my buddy Matt hit me and he's just like, yo, the Dodger game. And I was like, I was like, this is a little vague. I was like, let me turn it on because it's like kind of one of those day games. And I was like, Oh, that's what's happening. So then all of a sudden it's just like, yo, they pulled him. I was like, oh, we're Like, you know, like so like initially I understood That has to be one of their better pitchers because they need him, especially later in the year. He's an older dude. He's experienced. Uh, I mentioned the short spring training thing. It's just like they're not built up to where they have to be where it's just like these guys need to be at a specific pitch count where it's like they go like maybe 15, 20 pitches more. So, like, you go 60, 80, 100. Then they're like, all right, you can go past that if we need you to. Um, And it's like. A lot a lot of these teams have better bullpens where they could just be like, all right, we don't need you to go five. We don't need you to go six. After the fact and just, like, listening to people, I'm big on Twitter, so just, like, seeing that, one thing that I saw that you might feel is someone was like, yo, Sandy Koufax th- threw a perfect game in whatever year it was, and it's bigger than the Dodgers winning that World Series during the shortened season. And I was like, I'm not a Dodger fan, and I don't know a lot of Dodgers fans, but I th- Think that kind of might be true. Like people were just like, "Yo, Koufax is crazy, and he was the one, and he did that." So they were just like, "Yo, just leave him in and let him do it six outs." Or like someone else was just like, "Get the bullpen ready, and if one person gets one hit, then you take him out." They were just like, "Yank, don't go." So I understand. Like if they would have kept him in, and he so finally you gave think, up that hit.
1: You think an iconic performance?
2: I don't. But I just saw that, and I was just like, "All right, like maybe." you know, he has that. Cause those are hard to come by. Not a lot. Right. You know, you know, like people win world series and it's just like, you know, and they've had world series. It wouldn't have been, you know, their first one. It's been a while for them, but it's like, how many times have they had that? They haven't since Sandy Koufax. I don't know if I agree. I don't agree either, <laughs> but I, I like it as a perspective on some like, yo, this is pretty huge. And if he does it, it's one of the bigger things within the sport. Um, but like, like you mentioned, sometimes it doesn't mean anything because you could throw a no-hitter in the regular season and then you're just not in the playoffs. So what did it really mean? You just had a really good game. You had a really hot game, one of your probably best games of your career. It just I, came too early for that. Yeah. Them. It
1: as, came too early. As, as someone who has seen two championships in his lifetime,
2: I would take a ring over almost any performance you can yeah. tell me. And I agree because that's the same for me. Like, we're, we're pretty much the same teams. Across yeah, the board. Yeah. The, the Giants are the ones that have helped me. You know, experienced that. Besides Madrid, you know, like, obviously that's that's just a different conversation. Right. But, like, the sports that we're tuned into the most just because we live in New York, we're American. Those are the three that we're always tied to. And when the Giants did it, I'm just like, wow, like, so... it wouldn't be shit if I didn't have these. Now, I don't know how many perfect games have been thrown, but
1: I think it's, like, a decent amount. Like, it, it hasn't just happened once. No. Like, it's happened a good amount of times. Now, if you were to tell me, yo, R.J. Barrett is going to drop 101 points, now that's something that has never happened before. Yeah. So, game, iconic moment in game performance, all that, versus, like, a championship. And I, think, well,
2: I think we need to, like... A perfect game is no walks, no hits. Right. So it's just right. twenty-seven like, up, twenty-seven down, which is pretty fucking. It's, and just think about how long a baseball game is, and that's why people think it's so boring. It's just like, all right, I understand people like going go to the ballpark a little bit more because you could kind of just listen and go get your, your food and take a spin around, like have a bev. Um, Real quick, how many perfect games have there been in MLB history? I'd say like,
1: it's in the teens. You're very close. Twenty-three, wow. I was gonna say thirty-four. I don't know why. Okay, I was gonna
2: say eighteen. That's why I was in the team. So there's
1: been twenty-three perfect games, right? The new evolution of the show. We would have someone dig this up as we okay. were talking about this. You know, a little spoiler for you guys. Now, there's been twenty-three of them, and I get it. Perfect game, like you know, baseball's been around for hundred plus years. Like a perfect game, that's historic. Right? Doesn't happen a lot. Doesn't happen often. But like, I would still probably take a championship. Yeah. However, if you were to tell me, yo, I could see a guy score a hundred. I don't know. I think that's a different. Like that's a rare thing. You know, like yeah. that's a rare thing. There's been f- quarterbacks to throw seven touchdowns in a game. Like Nick Foles did it once, but Peyton Manning did it also. Yeah, they right, both
2: have won championships. And I think it's only like Wilt that did that too. So it's just like. Yeah, it's one person right like, that would be something like most that, times people be like yo is he gonna go for kobe's 80 you know like, right they don't even say he's gonna go for 100 like is he gonna be like oh, he's gonna go for kobe's record like you know like because the 100 also was just like he held up that paper and it's like not oh. a lot of footage like everyone talks shit like oh he was playing plumbers and carpet yeah yeah yeah, and yeah like yeah. that so i don't know man that's a that's a that's a nice perspective
1: that's a nice perspective, and I like hearing somebody else. I don't agree with it. I think it's crazy, and that account should be shadow banned, but for the most part, I would
2: probably that's think That's what it. I said initially. I was just like, yo, I understand why they pulled them because you need Kershaw to be there when it counts at the end because, like we mentioned, like with the Rams, the Dodgers are one of those teams that they got the bread, they got the ownership, they could bring in whoever they want. Just got f- Freddie Freeman. Like, ridiculous. That's
1: another team, bro, where do they get all this money from. Listen, like I
2: know baseball, they don't got the cap, but still, you're just everybody 100 million no problem you 200 million it's all good they they are the juggernauts and they have like they've pretty much they're one of the few teams that have taken the yankees blueprint and they're just like yo we just gonna make this shit better yeah it's just like whoa like goddamn dodgers like what the hell yeah yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) nah it's crazy man that's crazy hey
2: this was this was fun i appreciate you coming on of course man uh tell the people where they can find you plug away well, I'm at uh, Soul Savvy right now. Soul Savvy, we're helping people get wins and sneakers. The the retail industry is pretty ridiculous. It's hard to hit on kicks. There's a lot of bots. There's a lot of people that just like stacking kicks in the corner of their closet and they're just trying to resell them, whether it's you know StockX, don't like them, hate them, go. I respect them, but still, it's just, like, against what we do, and, you know, I'll say that I'm one of those people where I just came from Complex, and I've been here for six months, uh, I'm the senior social editor there, so, like, go check us out, I'm doing a lot of the social for them, whether it's strategy on TikTok, IG, Twitter, but, you know, we're just trying to help people get their sneaker wins, because it's, like, a pair of J's come out, and those are already, like, taxed within the high one eighties, one nineties to like two twenty fives and then you get a head crack for five hundred bucks for a pair of Concords or I or just bought like Grinch that.
1: Kobe's bro. Beautiful sneaker. Love it, man. One of my favorite sneakers of all time, but I did get sort of bent over on you them. See?
2: That's, <laughs> and that's what we're trying to combat. So it's just like we're a little Discord sneaker community where it's like we're, we function on Slack. There's like seven, eight subgroups, and it's like been around for like two, three years, which is getting it popping right now. I'm about to go to Vancouver, which is kind of home base for a lot of us. Going to spend the week out there with my employer, with a lot of coworkers. Um, meet them in person because we're like completely remote which is like double-edged sword kind of cool um because i could just work from home all the time but then i'm just not seeing my people yeah um but yeah i'm at soul savvy we're doing great things over there trying to help people get their sneakers and like it's it's just funny how sneaker culture has just become a huge thing within the last i'm gonna say 10 years um because like i feel like one of the stories that kind of applies to sports is how like a lot of people weren't getting kobe's because before vanessa announced that where Nike and and, and Kobe partnership wasn't happening anymore, DeRozan was getting interviewed because he had all the Kobe's, and, like, you know, there was a select certain amount of players that would be able to get them, but other people wouldn't be able to get them, and they'd have to go on that resale market, and they'd have to drop a few bands or, like, you know, just, like, get taxed, get head-cracked. And that's something that I didn't like, and I wasn't copping sneakers while I wasn't at Soul Savvy. I joined, and I've just been getting a lot of help from, like, people that are just, like, they'll do an entry for me, and if they get them, I just got to pay retail plus the shipping so that's that's just our mission that's what we're doing and we're just trying to help people that actually wear their sneakers secure those sneakers yeah and just yeah. have fun rocking them you know like a very community-based very like different like technology plays where we help you you know oh this monitor is going to pop off these new balance i'm on doors just popped up at this at this raffle or this boutique like Boom, you get the alert because you had it saved or whatnot. So, just a few little things that we do there. But yeah, I'm at that guy JT on IG and Twitter. Um, and I work for Soul Savvy at SoulSavvy. If you want to check us out, join us. You don't even got to join us, follow along because sometimes we'll just like drop those little nuggets or like if you like sneaker content and whatnot. And then we retweeted, yo, your cleats are freaking sick. By I know, anyway, man. Those I, are
1: dope. I busted them open today for the first time. A little tight, very tight, but it's, you know, it's a
2: cleat, so it takes a little bit. But right, you got to break them in most yeah, likely. Yeah, I feel like I just... had some magic powers today. And talk to me about the, the the cushioning on that. I hadn't seen that. It's just like the sole is, is just different. Yeah, it's very, it's, I could tell that
1: it'll be a super comfortable cleat. Like. Just by feeling it when I first put it on, it's like anything, right? Like, you're moving around the pocket, you know, to, like, get, get your throat off. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. So I, I went to the park today right before we linked up, and I was starting around with, with some of the guys on my team. We play every Sunday, and uh, I'm already <laughs> – my friend Finney was just like, damn, bro, you uh, you got some fresh kicks. Are you, are you excited to wear them on the dirt field? I was like, not really, man, not really, <laughs> but, hey, you got it, you know. I'm someone that when I, buy, when I buy sneakers or any kind of kicks, I wear them, you know, like yep. – Saturday night, I went out to a comedy show at Radio City, but I was going to wear my Kobe's and then I saw the forecast for rain. I was like, we can't do that. No, that we can't do. That's acceptable. Yeah, like, you know, but like- I, I am someone that like I wear all my sneakers, you know, I I keep all of them look good and I could resell them if I needed to. Mm-hmm. Like I take very good care of them, but I'm also like, I'm not going to spend $500 on a pair of sneakers and not wear them. like, to me, that's lame, but that's just me. I don't do it as a business, but I love what you guys are doing. That shit, is, that shit is dope. So I'll have it. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'll have it tagged in, in the description of the show. Patreon roll call. Patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Devin Rondone, Jordan Riley, and Mike Wozniak. Thank you for your contributions to the Patreon. There is a episode on the Patreon that is available for everybody. It's about a 10-minute podcast. Just sort of letting you know some of the behind-the-scenes stuff going on. I was telling Jay about it before we started recording, uh, just what's been going on the last couple of weeks and months with VM Super and exciting, the, the evolution of it. And yeah, just filling you guys in. It's about 11 minutes, I think. Yeah, it's unlocked for everybody. So if you want to just go and check out what the Patreon is, there's some extra content. There's betting content. There's a Discord shout outs. And uh, in a couple of weeks, the website will go live for VM. Also, just ironing out a couple of details and there'll be a place for you to shop. Get merch uh, Just gonna be a hotspot Cause like right now I'm gonna tell them Like Twitter Instagram It's at Veterans Minimum There's Facebook There's LinkedIn Moving forward It's just gonna be the website all, right. all that shit you wanna find Just go there You it know just be there. Save me about a minute and A little icon That'll be the hotspot So Yeah shout out to Blue Wire Shout out to Jay As always coming through My guy the Shout Vox. out to the Mets Yeah And we'll catch you guys Next time Later